Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, everybody. Hope you all had a great 4th of July weekend. This is the show and the channel called The Armor Report. I'm your host, Brett Rosenthal. We cover stock market investing in what I call the millennial age. We've got three playlists set up for you on this YouTube channel. Those of you listening on Blog Talk, thanks for joining us. Um, the three playlists, you know, investing for beginners. Of course, our favorite um, playlist, investing in the cannabis space. And uh, of course, today's playlist is about how to invest in the stock market in 2019. And we're going to focus on a particular issue today. A um, couple things to remind you guys about. Everything I share with you is information I use to manage my own personal capital. I manage my own capital. I manage capital for investors. All of the capital is managed through interactive brokers. Um, I'm going to share with you these thoughts. This is an educational show. I'm not telling you what to buy. I couldn't possibly begin to tell you how to manage your risk. I don't know you. Um, but what I am trying to do is a couple of things on all three of our playlists. I'm trying to share with you 30 years of experience doing this. I'm trying to share with you millennial tools to help you manage your risk. This is a thing that I think most individual investors miss the most. They don't consider how to manage their risk. And while it's lots of fun to build investment themes and ideas and invest in companies, if you don't, if you don't insulate those thoughts with um, sound risk management techniques, investing is going to be very difficult for you. Okay? So we try to cover all those things on this show. Today, we're going to talk about investing in dividend stocks. Those of you who follow me regularly, and thank you very much. We're over 100 subscribers now on our channel. So thanks for joining me. Thanks for being here. Thanks for helping us grow. But those of you who know me know I focus a lot of my time on two key areas. You've heard me talk a lot about investing in the indexes using algorithms. And you can go to my website, rosenthalcapital.com. And I've created very basic, and I, what I believe to be easy ways to follow what our algorithms are telling you. When our algorithms are risk on at the start of June, you know, hey, how can I use that information? I can go look at my portfolio, look at my whiteboard, find names that I want to own, add them to my portfolio. At the end of June, we talk about reducing some of that risk. We had a huge run. Great, let's take some of that risk off. We're still long. We're still making money as the market goes up. But we buy weakness and sell strength using the index algorithms that we've, that we've built and by owning the exchange-traded funds of the indexes. And then you all know that I focus my risk assets on the cannabis investing theme. I've been doing this 30 years professionally, and quite frankly, my whole life, because investing is in my family, it's in my blood. And there are a few times I've seen an investing opportunity as significant as what we have in front of us for cannabis companies, whether they be hemp, 
whether they be U.S., whether they be Canada. So I'm always updating that theme. And I'll do that again on Wednesday. So I hope to see you guys on Wednesday. We're going to talk about canopy growth. We're going to talk about Bruce Linden. We're going to talk about Canatrust. We're going to talk about Charlotte's Web. But today, I want to focus on dividend stocks. I have um, the kind of the, the way I look at my portfolio is I have a, a certain percentage allocated to index investing, and I use the algorithms to outperform the indexes. The algorithms help me buy weakness, help me sell into strength, help me um, combat the fear greed response that makes investing so difficult. And, if, and, and then another third, and I'm not saying that they're equally weighted, but another third of my time, let's put it that way, is focused on the cannabis investing theme. And it's not always cannabis. It hasn't always been cannabis. It started, that cannabis investing theme focus started when Constellation Brands put $4 billion in the canopy last August. Up until then, I had other investment themes I was working on, but this particular theme now has moved to the forefront. But I always love to have a portion of my assets invested in dividend stocks. It makes for a real nice balance in a portfolio. I like to get paid dividends. I like to see them pile up in my account at the end of every month. Now, what you can't do is run out there and just buy the highest yielding assets. So those of you who are new to this, you have to understand if the yield is a lot higher, chances are there's a lot more risk, right? That's how this works. The yield is lower, chances are less risk, you know, all things being equal. If everything else is equal, that's what you're looking at. So don't just jump in an asset because it has a yield of, you know, I don't know, 15%. Maybe there's something wrong with it. Hang on a sec, guys. This is a live trading desk. Let me see what's cooking here. Rosenthal Capital. All right. Okay, do it. Yeah. All right, tell me when it's done. Okay. So um, what I like to do is build a portfolio of dividend payers where I think that there's the potential for decent capital appreciation in the position. To me, one of my favorite investments is when I put capital into a dividend paying asset and at the end of the year, the principal's up 20, 25%. That's a win-win. Principal's going up and I'm collecting yield at the same time. I love those. That just makes me happy. So today I want to highlight, and I have a number of names in my portfolio. I like to buy weakness. I like to find big cap companies that I think are, are brand names that aren't going anywhere. I like for them to get destroyed. And then everybody complains about them. Everyone talks about, I'll give you one idea, AT&T, right? Stock got destroyed for a while. Oh, there's too much debt in the balance sheet, blah, blah, blah. It pays 6%. I pick it off right at the low. Now AT&T is rallying. They're paying down their debt, all these other things. I got capital appreciation and dividends, 6% in my account. I love those investments. I'm going to share with you today an investment that I've been stalking for the last few years and an investment theme 
that I have a history with. Over the decades, literally the decades, I've made a lot of money with these stocks. If you buy them right. And I think we're at that point now where we may be buying them right. And these companies are the energy pipelines. If you want one particular ETF symbol to look at to understand this group, you can look at AMLP, Alpha, Mike, Lima, Papa, AMLP. It's an ETF run by Alarian. The reason I like this ETF, it's got an 8 plus percent yield. What's the yield right now on it? Stock's been going up, so 8.2%, okay? Full disclosure, I already own the stock. I, I've, I've been holding on to this stock for the last probably six months, okay? Uh, my average price is somewhere under 10. Right now, it's trading a little bit over 10, so right around these prices. For my dividend money, if I can own the asset over a 12-month period, collect an 8.5% yield, and have the principal be flat, it's a win to me. It's a win. I'm not, I'm not looking for a risk asset, right? That's my cannabis investments or technology investments or what have you. This is to collect yield on a part of a portfolio. So if these stocks are just flat, that's great. And I'll collect 8.5%, thank you very much, and it's tax shelter. And what I love about this investment, this ETF, is that when you invest in pipelines, Generally, they're master limited partnerships. Therefore, you have to wait for K-1s and it's a bit of a hassle come tax time. You could just own AMLP and there are no K-1s to worry about. I love that. They take a little bit of my 8.5% for their management fee and I'm willing to give it to them so I don't have to deal with the headache of chasing down K-1s. And I think that what they charge is reasonable. But you could do anything you want. You can go out there and find your favorite MLP. I suggest you do your own homework. But let me tell you why, big picture, I think this is a place for us to have capital now. Before I do that, let me just see. Um, go to my Twitter feed. Hashtag Armor Report. Scroll down, and you're going to see a chart. Maybe I can... Uh, share this with you. Just a second. In case you don't see it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull this up just so you can see what I'm talking about. Okay. You guys ready for this screen share? Here we go. Uh, Just a second. All right, you're looking at a screen here. I'll blow it up for you. That is the daily chart pattern. Going back here, you can see it peaked out in 2017 up around the um, 13, $13 and 25 cent range. 
and it's been selling off ever since. Now, part of the downtrend, don't forget, is it pays dividends. So every time it pays 20 cent dividend, the stock will open up down 20 cents, right? So you have to incorporate. When you're looking at chart patterns of dividend payers, you have to understand um, that um, the, the, the pattern may be a bit different because there's, while this has been going down, it's been paying dividends at a fairly steady rate and a fairly high clip. So in other words, if you look back at, um, let's look back in here. I think like right here when it gapped down, that's not really a gap down. It paid the dividend on that day. Some of these gap downs are actually dividend payment days. So you have to just be aware of that. Um, but anyway, I digress. Let's look at this chart pattern. You can see what I'm talking about here. Major downtrend. Just last week, we broke out of that downtrend. We broke back above the 50 and the 200-day moving averages. Okay. We have what looks like a major double bottom in place here. Going back to 2018. Right? So... Throughout the year last year, it made a double bottom. And now we're breaking the downtrend. So why am I focused on this today? All right. Let's talk about why I'm focused on this. I think it's the perfect storm that's brewing for these companies. First of all, the stock goes down. These pipelines go down. When the price of oil goes down. So if you look at the price of oil, and you can look at USO as the ETF of oil if you want to just stay in the ETF space. Okay? I'll tell you why. Let's do this again. Let's look at the price of oil together. Okay? You guys can see that, I hope. Price of oil, there it is. Okay, you can see why the MLPs got whacked last year. There was an absolute collapse in the price of oil in 2018 in December. All right, so oil ran up, ripped lower, struggling in here. And when, when oil did this, the pipelines completed their double bottom, right? Right in here. Okay, so oil was imploding. And the pipeline's double bottomed. Okay? Now we're breaking the downtrend. So let's talk fundamentals about why we're breaking the downtrend. And why I think um, now may be the time to own these names. There's, two, there's a couple of things to consider when owning MLPs. But two major things. The price of the underlying asset, which is oil... I think we've already seen I, – I don't know if there's a bottom in place or not for oil. That's not the point really. What we could agree on, I think, all of us, is that the froth is out of the oil market. It had a big run-up, then it got destroyed, and so it's somewhere down here. It could go lower. I don't know. But certainly risks are down in that part of the equation for energy stocks because the price of oil has been destroyed already. So it, it may get destroyed again. I don't know. But – it's certainly not trading near its highs, right? We've had, so I like to buy weakness here. Sell strength, I like to buy weakness. So we've gotten our weakness in oil. 
That's one thing. The other reason why – so and by the way, for some ridiculous reason, these stocks go up and down with oil. They really shouldn't. The pipelines really shouldn't go up and down with oil unless you had an opinion that oil was going to plummet for the next decade or two. But these companies have take-or-pay contracts, take-or-pay contracts. The E&P companies, exploration and production companies, need the pipeline companies to get their product to market. The pipelines are set up like toll booths. Okay, on a freeway, or not a freeway, a toll toll road. Okay, so the more energy going through the pipe, more the company makes. But to a certain extent, they have take or pay contracts. So if the EMP guy decides not to put product through the pipe, they still have to pay. So out a certain amount of years, we can pretty much know what these companies are going to make and whether or not they can cover their dividend payment. So the volatility shouldn't be this fierce, but it is. If the price of oil collapses, you see what happens to the pipelines. It's usually a great time to buy them in the midst of the hysteria when everyone's selling everything oil-related. So if the commodity goes up in here, that's very bullish for the stocks. But the other reason why these stocks go up is that they're interest rate sensitive, right? They're paying a yield better than 8%. So if we have interest rates that continue to go lower, we have German bonds, we have French bonds that are traded at negative interest rates, negative. We have the Fed looking to lower rates, not raise them here in the U.S. We have an inverted yield curve. That goes out four or five years. In other words, shorter term durations yielding higher than longer term duration. That is usually not good for the economy. It's usually negative. But it makes it very difficult for savers to collect any type of dividend payouts or income, any kind of income. Short term paper is yielding 1.9%. On money markets at interactive brokers, which actually is the highest rate for money markets uh, in the industry. Um, but it's nothing. And then you go out four or five years to a CD at your bank, and you, you're barely getting 2%. And that's just a teaser rate. The teaser rates are 2%. It's inverted. It's less than 1.9%. So what do you do to collect income on your assets? You go after... The REITs, you go after the pipelines, you go after the telecom companies, you go after blue chip equities that are paying fat dividends. So we've got a situation, yield inversion, lower rates are coming. That's demand for the pipelines. We have already seen the collapse in energy prices. So maybe risk is reduced there. It seems as if there's some real issues geopolitically in the Middle East. Let's just leave it at that. We don't know what's going to happen with Iran, but it certainly doesn't look like it's good. This is bullish for energy prices. But what's the most bullish thing for energy prices? Trump and China will close a trade deal probably before 2020's election. I don't know for a fact, but it just seems logical. When we get trade deals that start to fall into line before the election... 
the economies around the world are going to take off. And that creates more demand for energy. So we have this perfect scenario, this perfect storm right now for energy stocks, particularly pipelines. The U.S. is more and more dependent on its own energy. Its own pipeline infrastructure is incredibly important. We have interest rates going down. We have the potential to see energy prices go up. And then we see this four or five, what is it, four year, five year almost downtrend in these energy stocks, particularly pipelines, and we're breaking that trend just last week. So to conclude today's discussion, I'm focusing personally on AMLP. There are many great pipeline companies out there. I suggest you do your own homework. Now's the time to do it, though. Do some research. Do some homework. And even for you guys who are cannabis-related, you shouldn't have 100% of your portfolio in cannabis. You need to have a balanced portfolio to deal with volatility. And if you have the capital to really develop a portfolio, then the dividend payers, I'm just highlighting pipelines right now, but the dividend payers, I could talk about AT&T, I could talk about Verizon, I could talk about IBM. There's a whole host of names out there that have nice, anywhere between 4 and 6% dividend yields, I think is the sweet spot. You get more than that in pipelines, and you get more than that in REITs, Real Estate Investment Trust, because of their tax structure. Okay? So I spread out across those things. And we could talk about some REITs. Uh, I've just been buying some, some interesting REITs. Um, I won't cover it on this call, but maybe in the future we'll do another dividend discussion, and I'll go over some of the REITs that I'm focusing on. But anyway, I hope this was helpful for you today. I look forward to talking to you guys again on Wednesday about the cannabis investing super cycle that we're in right now. If you've enjoyed this, if you found it helpful, please support me. All right, guys? Click a like. Give me a comment. Certainly subscribe. Okay? I look forward to talking to you again. Thanks for being here.